First, a warning. Do not, I repeat, do not listen to this podcast with your kids in the room. Hey, it's Steph, and today we're talking about a very sensitive topic that has long been a hot subject for so many of us. So stick around. We're going to talk about little white lives. Talk, talk, talk. That's all she ever does. What could she possibly be talking about now? Well, you never know, but you can bet it'll be a little bit of everything with a spice of sassy mixed in. It's Middays with Mizzy. Here's Steph. You ever lie to your kids? Yeah, we're going to go there today. You know, some parents are very staunch in their belief to not lie to their children. Others feel that, you know, telling those little white lies to your babes make childhood a little less complicated. You know, I remember Dax Shepard talking about this on his podcast with Kristen Bell. And he said he was tired of lying, lying, lying just to make it seem better. He said his decision to break this news came from his eldest daughter when she put the screws to him. He said she started poking holes in all the logic and I basically was forcing her to ignore her critical thinking by continuing to lie. So my story starts today when my oldest son point blank stared at me this past week and asked me why I never lie to him except for once a year. Yeah. It was kind of like that thing that people do in movies when their whole world is just sort of turned upside down and they stare at the sky and they go, no, that was me this week. My oldest son told my youngest son that he was stupid for believing that there was Santa. Clearly, mom and dad just have to step in. And uh, I was faced with the thing that I had been dreading for years, telling one of my children there is no Santa. I started pondering all those questions. Would there be tears shed? Probably more mine than his. Uh, And what have I dug myself into? Because I don't know about you, but for years I have been digging quite a fairy tale magical hole. So today we're going to go through some strategies on how to handle that awkward moment when our kids start doubting the world of magic. So Santa may not be something you tell your kids about, But do you lie about other things like the tooth fairy? I mean, when a kid loses a tooth, what do you do? You take that tooth, put it under a pillow, put a quarter there, and it's all said and done. My tooth is gone, but there's no money. Tess, let's just get this out of the way. There's no such thing as... For me, I always took it one step further, and this is what I'm talking about when it comes to digging the hole. I could have so easily left it at a quarter under the pillow, but oh no. I now have to write a letter from the tooth fairy saying, thank you for my tooth to build my tooth wall in my tooth house. Uh, It was the same thing when it came to Santa Claus. It went from writing letters to Santa to making a little elf appear every other day in a fun place to making footprints of Santa's boots in the house on Christmas morning. I was just trying to make everything that much more magical. The con was getting really out of hand. And I can't make good on those claims now because he's doubting. My oldest is just too smart for me. First, he's asking about Santa being real. And then I guess the next thing is the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. And so now I had to double down. So what did I do? Well, actually, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. So I spoke with a friend who's a child psychologist and she had a few things to tell me. First off, she told me, Steph, you're not lying. Okay. You're engaging in their world of make-believe. She explained that characters like Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, they're actually pretty important ways for we as grown-ups to bond with our kids. 
And if you think developmentally, it's during those early years, you know, up to age seven, that the world is filled with magic and imagination. And you know how many of us had imaginary friends, right? Did you? Yeah, me too. So it's kind of healthy for us to engage in this world of make-believe. And this child psychologist told me that I was off the hook. I was thrilled too, absolutely. So we're not really lying or necessarily screwing them up in some sort of way by keeping that make-believe thing going. But now what do we do when they start asking the questions? Well, this is where the second thing comes into play. She says you have to truly listen to your children's questions because when your kids ask about Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy or Easter Bunny or whatever, they may not be actually asking what you think they're asking. So beware. You may be about to give them too much information or an answer that they don't want or even are ready for. So pause before you respond. Make sure you're really answering the question with just the right amount of information that they can handle at that moment. So when James was talking about Santa Claus this year, which he has done in past years, you know, he's kind of just sort of teased with the whole, are you sure there's a real Santa? Somebody in my class told me there wasn't a real Santa. And I knew he wasn't ready. Except this year, I knew that that magical phase of his childhood was starting to leave him. And I had to have that heart to heart about Santa. But how would I do it? Well, again, my child psychologist friend said I just had to come clean and be prepared for big feelings. She actually said, do you remember when you first found out about Santa? I do. I never forgot it. I was much like my oldest, continued to tell my parents, it's just you, it's just you. But I was actually hoping it really wasn't. So when my dad told me it was them, I was devastated that the idea of Santa was gone. And I remember that Christmas, I was heartbroken just knowing, was it really not Santa that brought all these awesome gifts? I didn't want that for my kids. So I chose to do what mom, one mom did years ago in telling her child that he was responsible enough and mature enough to hear that they were ready to be like Santa, to create the magic and the good feelings that all come along with Christmas. You know, because it's not all about the cookies and the writing of the letters. It's so much more. And now that he was older, he could understand that and be part of the Santa Club. Now, the fourth thing that psychologists are suggesting as well is when you tell kids about Santa, find a way to keep that magic alive. Now, I chose to do this by telling him I won his first task as Santa to be finding somebody in the neighborhood who he thought could maybe use a special treat or jester. And when he, once he found that out, we would execute it together, but he could never reveal where it came from. Because being a Santa isn't about getting credit, right? It's unselfish giving. We also came to an agreement that, yeah, he could write out his Santa list, but he wanted to get something that would surprise him this year. And I kind of hope that this is a tradition that we can continue to do even as he grows into a teenager and adult. Because keeping the magic alive, however you choose to do it, it's not just good for kids. It's good for everybody. We all need a little magic. Maybe now more than ever. I'm Steph Mizzy. Middays with Mizzy. Thanks so much for listening today. And hey, listen, if you've got a topic you'd like me to explore, I want to hear it. Email me at steph at country89.com.